What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident Podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On the show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Welcome to the Next Level Confident Podcast. Today, I have my lovely, amazing husband on the show. Super, super, super excited because we are doing 21 questions about our relationship, about marriage, about dating, and all that good stuff. Um, Some are asked by you guys. Some are asked by me because I like some of my questions. Welcome, Frankie Vignone, to the show. Thank you, wife. (laughs) So great to have you here, really. Really appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's just jump right in and start answering questions. Question number one, how did you guys meet? You love telling this story, so why don't you say it? Okay, I'll just, (laughs) don't mind if I do. Um, So basically, I was starting my business in San Diego, as some of you may know, and I went to an entrepreneur meetup, and I met a couple who has a men's mastermind. And I didn't really know what that was, but it's basically like a leadership group of men who are prioritizing their personal growth. And so I asked, do you have any men that are X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And I list off everything I was looking for. And they said, you know what? In fact, we do. And I thought to myself, could it be? No, actually they showed me his, his picture on Instagram. And um, I was like, yeah, he's, he's hot. Like put me on a date. I had no idea he lived in Colorado. No idea whatsoever. Do you want to interject anything yet or just breathing? Nothing yet. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> um, so yeah, we followed each other on Instagram and that's how we originally met. And then I slid into your DMs just as a friend, maybe. Right. I didn't know what I was doing really. Yeah. I think that we were, um, I sent you a uh, hang loose emoji though. Hang I loose. Sweet. Hang loose. Yeah, you called it like next. I'll let you know next See time. On the left coast. Yeah, next time I'm on the left coast. I was like, what is the left coast? Apparently, That's you like, had to Google it, didn't you? I mean, I probably knew what the left coast meant, but I was like, it's not like anyone says right coast and left coast. Except for me. Except for you, and you're trying to be cute. Um, so yeah, we would message back and forth on Instagram about our faith, about fitness, about entrepreneurship, because he was also um, doing a similar company at that time. So yeah, that was how we met. And then we met in person for the first time in April um, of last year. So that would be 2018. And it was because I was coming back to Colorado because I found out he lived in Colorado at that time. And I came- I still live here. Well, yes, he still does. And now I do too. Anyway, so um, I'm, I'm can you stop drawing? He's, he's literally drawing right now. Like, have you, have you never heard of when you draw and doodle, you learn stuff more? Well, you're not learning right now. You're supposed to be being present, sweetness. I was present. <laughs> Come on, keep going. Come on. Okay, let's go to the next question. Well, you okay? That's how we met. All right, number two, how long did you date before you got engaged? We did the, the 666 rule, the devil's rule. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, if you think about it, we dated, we were friends for six months, then we dated for six 
months, right? Yeah. And then we got engaged in six months, and then we got married. Well, it's actually seven, seven months of engagement, but so the six, the old six, six, seven rule. So, yeah, good thing it's not the devil's number. It's not the devil's number. Yeah, so we dated for six months before we got engaged. Um, because I mean, yeah, go ahead. Just say when you know, you know. When you know, you know. Really and truly, um, yeah. Oh, I didn't finish my story about in April. I came back to Colorado. I was going to throw myself a birthday party at a brewery in Fort Collins. And after a little bit of liquid courage at the airport with my roommate, Catherine, shout out Catherine. Um, I was like, dude, I'm going to invite that really cute guy from Instagram, Frankie, to my birthday party. And I'm like, what's the worst he'll say? Did you say cute or hot? Probably hot. Cause yeah, you, you don't want to be called cute. He just gave me a look, a look. Okay. Um, this question came in today from Instagram. Um, who brought up the question of marriage and how was it brought up? <laughs> it's a funny story. You tell it now. This was um, the first time I came out to see you when we were dating in San Diego because the first time I was there was business, which turned into a date, which is probably a story we might share at some point. Yeah, that was on August 21st. And then, um, so this is the first time I flew out from Denver to San Diego to spend the weekend with you and I was like what's your favorite food you said sushi it's my love language <laughs> and then we went out to sushi and I was I brought up marriage casually and that was like week two or three I think right yeah yeah because we went on our first day on August 21st and, and you then shut me down you're like <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that because you're like protecting yourself or whatever yeah but I mean you were freaking all over me <laughs> Like, not in an inappropriate way, but you were. Yeah, I mean. And then, didn't we end up saying I love you that weekend, too? Yeah, it was a three or four day weekend. I think. I guess I did kind of skip the whole I love you part before we started talking about getting married. Yeah, I guess so. Or was it like the next time that we saw each other or something? No, it was that trip. It was that trip, okay. Well, um. Because you were like, whenever we were at the bar or whatever we were doing, you were just like, these people must think we've been together forever because people like came up. It was weird. Like, Oh yeah. People bizarre. were coming up to us a lot. Yeah. I mean like it you guys sounds, are adorable. It sounds like braggy. It does. Actually, so we should stop talking about we'll that. Stop being but, braggy. Um, yeah. So I yeah. brought it up. Yeah. Frankie brought it up and then I had been burned really bad by a guy like three or four years ago. And so I kind of had some protectors up because Frankie was really awesome. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually very scary because he's so perfect for me. And so I wasn't ready to talk about marriage that first time, but then I was ready like two weeks later. So honestly, it was literally within like the six, first six weeks of us dating that we started talking about marriage. So yeah. Another six rule. Another six rule, apparently this whole six rule. Um, you asked the next question. Didn't I ask the last one? I don't remember. Did you date a lot of people before you met each other? Yes and yes. Yes. Yeah, we both dated a lot of people. Um, I I dated a lot. I had a six-year boyfriend at one point. I had um, a couple different, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine-monthers and stuff. I don't know. I did date a lot. I would sometimes be dating three or four people at a time. Whoa. I was just, you know, but not like cheating, but just, you know going on dates not nothing nothing crazy 
in in typical Janelle communicating fashion, which I really respect, when we started, quote unquote, dating or seeing each other for the first time, she nixed all of her other boys that she was talking to. Like, immediately, she texted each of them or called them, and it's like, sorry, it's over, pal, but probably in a really nice way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I was dating like three other guys when I met Frankie. In fact, I remember the weekend before Frankie came to town, once again, this was last August, um, I was dating three guys. And I remember my best friend McKenna came to town and I was telling her and her parents about the four different guys. I was like, there's these three guys. And then there's this guy named Frankie who lives in Colorado. And McKenna was like, nah, girl, get rid of the Colorado dude. You don't want to live in Colorado ever again. You love California. No need to keep talking to him. <laughs> so I was like, wrong, McKenna. <laughs> oh, it was good advice because I, I did love California a lot. But also, I had no idea what was going to happen on that first date. And then one week later, we go on this first date and bada bing, bada boom. It yeah. was fire. Um, do you want to talk about your dating at all? I mean, it was the same thing. I just dated a lot of people pretty much long term dated a lot of people. Like yeah, you, you had did. like three serious girlfriends, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, I think we knew what we were, not I think, 100%, we knew what we were looking for. We were very clear on what we were looking for. And we actually like had journal entries about what we were looking for. And we were torn out of each other's journal entries. It was crazy. Like, what, what did you have written in your um, journal entry? I think I said California fitness girl. And then I... What else did I say? You said brunette. Brunette. Did I? Yeah. I yeah. remember the picture that you sent me. Brunette. Um, I mean, I basically described you. Yeah. He said 5'10". I'm 5'8". So I was like two inches shorter than his. That's what heels are for. <laughs> yeah. Because I wear heels so often. I, know. I actually like <laughs> that you don't wear heels. Uh, so yeah. Um, and then I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram or are friends with me on Facebook or anything, you know, I wrote everything I wanted in a guy and Frankie was all of those things. Let's, let's talk about that for a second because I think the power of journaling, you talk about that a lot, is really important. And I remember the first time I heard um, writing down your wife was from a guy called named Darren Hardy, who is like a OG personal development guy. Um, but he basically said in like one of his two minute YouTube channels that he wrote down the exact qualities of his wife. And I remember hearing it at the time, like five years ago, I was like, there's literally no way. Like, why would you do that? That's dumb. And then I also was like, there's no way that's true, but I did it because I like him and I would do it after like every serious breakup <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And like each time it was more and more. And then the last one was exactly you. So it's, I guess the inspiration there is like if you're looking for somebody, it's not out of the case. So it could be somebody or something or a job or a place you want to live or an environment you want to be a part of. It's really important to write down every quality. Yeah, like get really specific about what you want and like don't feel bad about it. I, I noticed that a lot of women like I'll say write out 20 things you want in a man and they'll be like, they feel bad. They're like, uh, what about five things? I'm like, five things that's not like specific at all let's get specific when you look for a car you spend like hours researching everything that you want from a car so why wouldn't that's you a good point yeah i just thought of that one actually off the top of my head pretty good so why wouldn't you spend hours thinking about researching and putting energy into thinking about what you're looking for in your future mate and then the, also the best excuse that I would tell myself would be like, oh, I could probably change her or 
the personality would change. And I know Janelle said that before and other people I've heard have said that. And it's like using your car analogy, if you're driving a freaking red Mustang, that's a two door convertible, unless you do some crazy stuff, it's not going to really change a whole lot from what it is. And that's kind of the same as a person. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like this is, well, let's just keep on with this analogy. I feel like you're not, you could probably change maybe the paint color, but you're not going to go from two door to four door. If you have a Mustang, you're not all of a sudden going to have an Audi. Like, you know, there's certain things that are very set within a person. And so you're going to grow together. You're going to change together, but. Well, and pause the underlying thing above it is nobody wants to be changed. Really? Nobody wants to be like, being forced to change. Yeah, like your Mustang so doesn't don't want try to be an and change Audi. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> your Mustang's like, dude, I'm a Mustang. I can't be an Audi. Um, no, but yeah, it's the point is people will change within relationship, like because we're always growing and changing, but you shouldn't be thinking you're gonna get with someone and change all these huge qualities about them. That's not how it works. You should love everything about them. Um, and and like you see their flaws, but you love their flaws or like their flaws don't matter enough that it impacts you. Right? Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Um, number five, how old were you when you met and how old are you now? So I was 26 and you were 27. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm 27 and you're 28 and you're about to be 29. Yep. In one month. Pretty easy one. Pretty easy one. Next. How did you know so quickly that you were the right person with the right person? Journaling was yeah. one of them. Um, experience. I mean, experience. the fact that we had dated dated other people, we kind of knew what we did like and what we didn't like. We were willing to walk away from a lot of serious relationships. Like Frankie had one very serious relationship, and I had one very serious relationship, and we both walked away from those. Even though I think at that time those people thought that we would get married and our family family and friends thought we were going to marry those other people. And we, it was hard, you know, it's hard to walk away with from someone you've been with for a long time, but you have this like intuition, like you just know. So I, I feel that very strongly with like, when you know, you know about if you're dating someone and you shouldn't be, and you should break up. Or um, also when you're dating someone that you really, really love being with, you'll know it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I think it's, um, more than anything it's just the peacefulness that you feel and it's it's like in the back of your mind you don't want to be oh is this the person that i should really marry like if you're questioning that or this is the person i i should be with or if you're i don't know ashamed to bring them out with your friends like those are signs that are red flags that a lot of times at first they'll be glaring red flags but then over time the longer you date somebody or you're with somebody you bury those and kind of make them up as excuses and you try and change them. And I'm really guilty of that in a lot of the situations. So um, I think just being true to yourself. And then also it's kind of like the analogy I just popped up in my head is if you go somewhere like for Janelle at San Diego, when she's in San Diego, she feels peace there and, and she feels at home and like she has a connection there. So it's, I mean, that's a very simple example, but you, if you just trust your gut, as simple as that sounds, without trying to overcomplicate it, then those are things that help. Yeah, I agree. And trusting your gut is more than just like, oh, he's really hot or she's really hot and we have a lot of fun together. Like that is why the list is so important because you should be creating a list, whether you are single right now or whether you are dating someone and making the decision. Honestly, probably even if you're married, you can make 
um, a list of like all the things that you love about your spouse and then maybe things you want them to grow in. I don't know, but um, that's, that's probably a trickier situation. But if you're single or if you're dating, you should have a list of everything you're looking for. And um, if that's your style, what, what do you mean? A list. Well, what did you have? I had a list, but not everybody likes to journal. I'm so what do you saying, suggest for those people? Just know and just be true. I just think don't overcomplicate it. There's no steps to knowing. There's no steps to like, there's not a formula to find your perfect person. But I think if you're just true with yourself and you live authentically with what you want, who you are and where you're going, you don't overcomplicate it. That's all I'm saying. Right. But have you ever heard of someone who like falls in love with someone and they're like, I don't know. I like really thought that was my person. Like I, I don't know. And then like you're listening them talk about it and you're hearing all these red flags and they somehow ignored all those red flags. So what about that situation? I think that's when you have to have a really good support system and friends that can call you out on that and be honest. Cause if you're, it sounds like you're talking about the point where you're, you've been dating somebody so long where you're ignoring those red flags that might've been there at first. Or, or even that you meet someone on a date and you fall in love with them immediately. It's like love at first sight. What's your question on, on that? <laughs> that like people say that, but it's not always a good fit. I mean, I think it takes time too. Like, I don't know. There's no right answer, but. I guess the only point I'm trying to make is like, if you're a person who easily falls in love, like you're like, oh, I always think it's the right person all the time. Like I go on these dates and I think they're the right. And then something bad happens, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, I think that's when it's important to know what you're looking for and to be a little bit pickier instead of letting yourself fall in love really easily or like immediately. Does that make sense? Yeah, then you should probably create a list. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it my turn or your turn to read a question? Go ahead. Number okay, seven. Number seven. Do you believe in the law of attraction or manifesting? Yeah, I mean, that's what we did with our list. <laughs> We've yeah. been talking about it. So you yeah. can call it what you want, but I think thoughts, thoughts become things and things become actions and what you focus on grows. So using a car analogy again, think of the last car that this blew my mind the first time I heard it. I was like, this guy's a freaking ninja. I was sitting in um, at Florida State uh, in a class and the salesperson came in and was talking about this because their whole philosophy was thoughts become things. It was the Tom James company, the suit company. And this guy was talking about, think about the last time you bought a car we're lurking to buy a car so for me and us it's a gray forerunner so you know a year ago when we were thinking about buying a gray forerunner we're driving around and there's no gray forerunners on the street a year ago and then we started thinking about buying a gray forerunner you know six months ago or whatever it was and all of a sudden everybody in their freaking mother has a gray forerunner with black rims and the exact way we want it but it wasn't there a year ago and that's because our brain wasn't looking for it so when you start to tune your brain into certain things, whether it's um, a relationship, a job, whatever the case is, um, or happiness even, you know, thinking and choosing to be happy, you're gonna to start to look for it because your brain's a problem solver. So it's gonna look and find those things. So I think because of that, you attract more of those opportunities, more of those people, things, and places into your life. That's my long answer. I love that, and also, um, you know, it, it, it goes to, to say like the story in your mind. So I meet women a lot who are like, 
oh, it's so hard to find a good guy or all the good ones are taken. And like, just like Frankie said, if that's your story, then you're not going to attract good guys. If you think all guys are jerks and if you think that all the good guys are gone or taken, then you're not going to attract uh, good guys. You're going to attract jerks. So um, yes, we believe in the law of attraction or manifesting to an extent. And then also I'll say, I also believe in the power of prayer. And I prayed a lot for Frankie. I prayed a lot for my future husband and um, I prayed for him for years and years and years and years. So um, I, it's, it's a combo. Like, I don't think you can just pray and then like sit on your butt and do absolutely nothing and just like wait from your house to see what happens. But I also don't think you can, you can just um, only do law of attraction. I, I think it's both. Massive action. Yeah, massive action. Okay. All right, next one, number eight. Oh, really? On the podcast with Tam, you talked about having sex for ma- about saving sex for marriage. How do you do that, and why was that important to you? Was this your question or somebody else's? Mine. Duh. Of course. Of course. <laughs> we gotta talk about sex. All right. Okay. I hope my grandma's not listening. Grandma, turn it off. I mean, we're talking about saving sex for marriage, which almost like no one does in this day and age. So I'm sure your grandma isn't going to be like mortified yeah um yeah so saving sex for marriage was important for both of us um how do you do that it's not easy i will tell you friends it is not easy um we try to like a lot of different things to try to maintain purity and to we for us it was just important like with our faith we believe that sex is for marriage and so yeah we just we made it a priority. And when you decide and commit to something, it's, it's pretty hard to mess it up, I think. Yeah. And just to be clear, I, I mean, I did have sex before marriage, just to be completely honest with other right. girls I dated. So I saw the other side of it. And I think uh, this, uh, it's not embarrassing. It's just a fact. And there's a lot of people in that boat, but um, I think a uh, difference between that and then with Janelle and I is when you do that with another person before you get married, um, you can start to hide those red flags. Like it's easier mm-hmm. to, to uh, forget about the red flags that you saw at first because you're getting something that you want. And if you save sex before marriage and the person that you're dating at the time, it, it just makes you so much more committed to who they are as, as a person versus like the physical satisfaction that you get from having sex before you're married so for me like that was a night and day switch because it's like a lot of people will sacrifice the red flags because they're getting they're having sex and by not doing that I think it gives you a clear I don't think I know it gives you a clear picture of what you're getting for the right reasons and the pure reason so that was a very distinct reason why it was easy for me to know Janelle was the 100% right person for me to marry yeah does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I, I 100% agree. Like, you create bonds with people that you sleep with. And so um, it is, if you're sleeping with the person you're with, uh, just an idea off the top of my head, like if you're unsure about if the person is the right person for you, maybe take sex out of the picture if you're currently having sex and see if you still enjoy their company. Because I think a lot of times people do rely on like the sexual side because it's fun. It feels good. The endorphins that are released um, and you might have good energy or whatever chemistry in bed, but um, that doesn't necessarily mean they're the right fit for you long-term. So when you take that away, 
it makes it really clear, like, do you enjoy your time with this person or not without any fuzzy emotions getting in the way? Yeah, yeah right? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's that. Um, if anyone has any questions about that, you can feel free to um, message myself or Frankie and we're, we're here to talk about it. I know it's like a weird, weird subject. And I know a lot of people don't do that, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not a Christian, a lot of people are not currently um, on board for that. So um, if you're curious about our reasoning for it, or if you want to learn more, we're, we're an open book. So. Are you ready for change, but not sure which direction to go or how to get there? I feel you. I've been there before. Whether you're trying to change your body, your career, or your relationships, it all starts with believing that you are worthy and your life has a purpose worth pursuing. So if you want support in up-leveling your mindset and taking action on your life, I would love to support you. Apply for my one-on-one coaching program by clicking the link on my Instagram bio or going to my website at janellenay.com. I cannot wait to talk to you. Okay, number nine. What quirks have you discovered about each other since being married? This one's from my client, Lisa, who says, uh, get really embarrassing. Get really embarrassing with <laughs> our quirks? With our quirks. Um, I don't know. We were pretty open before we got married about our weirdness yeah that's true um i can't think of any off the top of my head yeah i wouldn't say there's anything that is like maybe some, maybe different. think about something that we knew before but it's like a weird quirk yeah um i mean frankie uses a lot of toilet paper when he goes to the bathroom like <laughs> a lot i'm always like whoa but also I feel like my family was always like two squares three squares like that ain't enough <laughs> So I think we have very different toilet paper usages. <laughs> yeah. So that's a quirk. Um, I can't think of any. Let's come back to that one. All right, number 10. Do you experience boredom in your relationship? And if so, how do you mitigate? We don't sit around too often. Um, we haven't been bored yet. We have not been bored yet, no. But also, I mean, I know who asked me this question. I think that, I think she had been with her boyfriend maybe for three or four years or something. So I know that with time, sometimes things become steadier. Um, I mean, to me, the thing that would, it's easy to get in a habit, like with anything. So having, uh, being intentional about going on, dates date like date your wife or date your husband is a big thing I hear um and what we're only what is it November oh today's our nine week anniversary three yeah so we're only been married for nine weeks but um just being intentional about like going on dates or doing something fun and unique and like not sticking around and doing the same thing I don't know we haven't run into that wall yet but more than anything, I just, I've chosen and Janelle has chosen to be intentional with um, dating each other and putting each other first and not just being like work, sleep, sex, eat, repeat kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I think doing something like really different and out of your norm. Like if you do the same 10, five things, whatever, do something totally different. Like go to a pottery class together, paint together, color, like color together. We've, we've randomly done that before. I'll be like, Hey, can we color together tonight? And I think getting off the phone is a big deal. Like 
often it's easy, I think, in the evenings to just be on our phones. And of course, there's a time and a place to be on our phones, to be on Instagram or to, um, you know, just be working. Sometimes we work in the evenings if we have work to do, but we also take it really, you know, seriously to turn off our phones and to just spend time, the two of us, and with no technology, just existing. And sometimes it is in silence. And that's okay. It can be in silence. Um, but it's more about being really intentional about the time that we do spend together and making it, um, gosh, you're so distracting. This kid has like ADD running around. I can't right sit now. around. Sit down. No. Be humble. Stop. I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored. Wow. Imagine how they feel. They must be really bored too. All right. Keep going. Um, do you feel like we answered that question? Like, do you Yeah, feel I think like be intentional. And be intentional. we also haven't been married that long so I also don't think we can answer that much more than we said okay to be truthful okay what are your personality types and how does this play into how you communicate examples are Enneagram love language Meyer Briggs and strength finders let me guess who asked this question Janelle <laughs> how'd you know it's because I love personality tests um so I'm an Enneagram eight, which is the challenger. Frankie, what are you? I'm a three. He's a three, which is the achiever. Um, I think personality tests are really important because basically they help you understand each other more and they will understand like why Frankie does some of the stuff he does. And also he'll understand why I do some of the things that I do. And then we can help each other grow in some of our weaker areas. Yes, I think the main thing is um, at first personality tests, everybody's excited to learn about themselves. And that's probably the most initial exciting part, but really understanding what your other person or even close friends or coworkers, how they act and how they relate to things and how you communicate. Um, so something that might be really clear to me when I say it makes sense. You know, Janelle might not understand it a certain way or vice versa because, you know, Janelle thinks very black and white, yes, no, right, wrong. I'm more gray thinking. So knowing that when I talk with Janelle, it's uh, a certain way to communicate as far as the, you know, yes or no kind of thing and being very crystal clear in what I'm saying. And then Janelle knows that I could be more futuristic, more um, not as black and white as far as thinking about how things could be. And I, I leave stuff up for more interpretation. So it just, more of an understanding of each other. Yeah, like I think how that has played out just like as stories, as a story, um, I'm honest and direct and sometimes it can be very like almost too honest and like brutally honest. And there were a couple of times Frankie would bring me around, you know, new new friends or new family and, and I would be me and that's good. And sometimes I might need to tone it back a tiny bit because sometimes people aren't ready for the whole thing to be challenged, their entire life to be challenged in the first five minutes of meeting me. So um, that's something we discussed. So just like, hey, how can you make people feel a little bit more included in the first couple minutes instead of challenging them immediately? And I was like, oh, okay. And then same with me to Frankie. He sometimes um, tried to make things sound fluffy. Fluffy. I'm in sales. <laughs> fluffier or prettier and I would be like be more direct like I don't even know what you're saying right now it feels like you're talking in circles like what are you even saying and so he has learned to be more direct so we've kind of I think it's cool because we've helped each other like I've helped him be a little more direct and he's helped me um you know ease into conversations and try to I guess maybe be more empathetic or something yeah I agree yeah 
Um, and then love languages, I think is important for any relationship, but my number one love language is physical touch. So <laughs> yeah, today I was, I, I walked back from my office about a mile or so in the cold and I'm like sweating slash freezing. My nose is running. Freaking Janelle runs up to me. She's like, sweetness, you're home. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I missed you. And I'm like panting and like trying to breathe and like blow my nose like hold on a second get off of me but like I ran over and blew my nose and came back and tried to give her a hug as quickly as possible because I know it's important so um and then my love language is uh words of affirmation so I think if you haven't taken any grammar love languages I would definitely suggest taking those and then um just what we do is we're very intentional with those things. So Janelle will tell me how awesome I am as much as she can. And I'll yep. freaking make sure I'm touching her leg or back or her ear. So she knows I'm <laughs> nearby as Constant much as touch. possible. So, um, you know, it's not my top one and maybe words of affirmation isn't hers, but we know it's for each other. So it makes us feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So learn who your significant others, what their top love languages and then, have them learn what yours is and then give it to each other because you're probably going to give what you want. So I can give touch very easily. But if words of affirmation isn't my first thing to do, I might not do it so easily. So um, yeah, I think that that's pretty much it. And I think all the personality tests are good. Like we've done, we've done Myers-Briggs, we've done strength finders and we've talked about all of them. And we actually have a lot of similar, we're both ENFJs, strength finders. We both have positivity in our top five we have woo which is winning others over in our top five what was the other one that we both had in our top five communication no that's you um i can't remember i can't either maybe activator no that was you oh um well we have three of the same i remember so yeah take the test want to keep going sure <laughs> how's that for black and that white that was good that was really direct uh, number 12 you read it okay number 12 how did you make God, the center of your relationship before and after marriage. Do you want to begin or do you want me to? Um, I mean, I can begin. I, I grew up Catholic and I've always been quote unquote religious, cared about God. And then I got saved again uh, a couple years ago. I can't remember sometime. And then baptized February 2018. Yeah, no. I think so. Yeah. 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 In April. Yeah. 2018. Anyways, um, I just say all that because <clears throat> before I wasn't making God the center of my previous relationships and it showed. So I knew in the people that I surrounded myself with. So there's a lesson in, in there. Surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. Um, so my close mentors in the church and outside of church who I looked up to always were talking about making God the center of, of your relationship. So when I met Janelle, she felt the same way. So we, it was not even really a question for us whether or not that was going to be the case, but I knew in past relationships, I wanted it to be, um, but it wasn't there and making it, making God the center of our relationship has been, I mean, for lack of better words, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and if you're like wanting practical things, I guess I would say, um, I mean, first of all, praying together and, and reading the Bible together, going to church together. Um, I think those are really easy ways. And maybe after church, having discussions about it instead of just like going in and then leaving and then never talking about it again. So um, 
before Frankie and I ever even met, one thing I really appreciate about Frankie was that he, I remember um, he posted his baptism on Instagram and I was like, dang, like that's, you know, not everyone shows that kind of thing off. A lot of times people can be a little bit private about their faith, but Frankie wasn't afraid to um, show his faith off to the world. And, um, and then actually one of the first times we messaged after one of the initial messages was him responding to me posting one of my church's podcasts and he listened to it and we actually ended up doing a fast together which for anyone who's listening that's not a christian it's something that christians do in order to generally get clarity on like a question or even just to challenge yourself and to challenge your faith so you can experience god so we did a 24-hour no eating fast and so you can drink like water and, and coffee and tea during that time and that was before we ever even met in person and that was just as friends and um we didn't really even talk that much about it we just decided to do it together based on that podcast from my church um so I guess if you're looking for ideas, I would say um, listen listen to podcasts and go to church together, listen to, oh, one thing I remember when Frankie first came out to San Diego is that we were driving to go hiking. <laughs> I thought there was a waterfall at this, at this one hike and it was in the middle of summer and I didn't realize that in San Diego in the middle of summer, there, there is no water at the hikes. <laughs> it's not Colorado. So we get to this waterfall that had no water. Anyway, on our drive out there, to the middle of nowhere. I remember we listened to praise and worship music the whole time and we were both singing at the top of our lungs and we were like laughing and just having so much fun. And so I think those are some great ways to make God the center of your relationship. And it's pretty much the same before and after, except for, I guess I would say one thing that changed obviously a lot was sex. So I think we made God the center of our relationship by not having sex before marriage, which was difficult, but really important for us. And then now we got to make God the center of our relationship by having sex because he wants married folks to have all the sex in the world. Huh? How'd you get on that topic? <laughs> Just love it. Okay. Um, I think that answers that question, right? Yep. Okay. 13. How do you guys deal with jealousy and making sure your other half knows how you feel about them when other people are hitting on you? This is a good juicy question. Um, I think this question, like the underlying root problem, if you get jealous is you're not confident in who you are because you're afraid of like losing somebody. But if you, I don't know, I think if you are confident who, in who you are and knowing and just trusting, it's a lack of trust and confidence. I think, um, you, so I don't ever get jealous at all, to be honest. So I don't know, maybe you can answer this better. Um, I probably get a little more jealous than Frankie does. He has a very non-jealous personality, which is awesome. I am not super jealous, but I would say there are times where I, I'll have like a moment of just like, was that girl looking at him? <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, you, if you trust each other completely, like you don't have to worry about if the other person is doing something behind your back. One practical tip that Frankie and I did was we just... I mean, we just unfollowed all people that we've like either dated or like, I don't know, it had some, have some sort of history with specifically. And then also like, if I was following any guys on Instagram because they were like, you know, really good looking, but I didn't actually know them. I unfollowed those people too. Cause I'm like, what is the point of having a boyfriend or a husband in my personal opinion and like still gawking at these good looking Instagram models or. Okay. What about real life? Oh. 
well, hold on. I'm not, I'm not done with that thought. One more thing. So we unfollowed those people and like, we don't text and talk to um, our exes and that's just made it easier for me. And I don't, I don't know about you, Frankie, but um, it, it's just nice to know. I'm not going to like look down at his phone and see, you know, exes texting him or see like exes popping up on his, on his Instagram feed. What? Because all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Look at that voice. Um, so that's one practical tip. And if you're dating, like I hear, okay, I'm on this one Facebook group of girls and they're like constant messages about like, oh, there's this guy and he's like talking, he, we're dating, but he's talking to this girl. Like if you're with a guy like that, leave him like you don't deserve that so i think that's what you're saying frankie like that's a lack of confidence because you're dating someone or you're um you know maybe engaged or whatever someone who's still talking to other people and making you feel jealous i think right yeah so do you have anything else to say about that what about the real life okay well you talk about the real life well i don't know i think you you said it the other day you were saying you can obviously there's going to be good looking people out there so you can look at them but when you look again or stare or whatever then it's a different story and then it's like that breeds different things in your heart so just being intentional yeah like we both have eyeballs so obviously like frankie can see a good looking girl and i can see a good looking guy but it's learning how to like look away like there's no reason to stare at a good looking person you know at the grocery store or at a restaurant or something when you're taken because it's just, I don't know, it's just rude. It's, whether you're with the person or whether you're not, there's no reason to let your thoughts go there. Um, so I think that's just like the power of the mind and allowing yourself to be like, okay, I'm, I'm taken. I don't look at people of the opposite sex. I see them, they're attractive, but I don't stare or I don't, you know, I don't flirt or whatever it is. Um, and Frankie, I think does a good job of this. He'll like put his arm around me a lot. And for me, that's obviously physical touch. But when we're at bars or at restaurants or whatever, when he has his arm around me, it makes me feel a lot better because, um, I don't know, makes me feel like I'm loved. If you, This is a, a thing I heard a while ago. If you're, you, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but if you're a guy and listening to this, or even a girl, I guess, or a woman, um, and there's like a, a good looking person coming by, you can not to like show off or anything, but you can give your significant other a kiss or like hug or something like that. And I feel like that makes subconsciously them feel better and makes you, I don't know. I, I think it's just, it's something I do like as kind of a rule. I, heard, I don't know where I heard it, but it, I, I don't know. I just think it's funny to do. I like that. Yeah. I think, I don't know if funny is like exactly the right word, but you're being intentional. Like you're being, you're looking out for my feelings and emotions. And it's not like a big deal. It's like, Oh, hot hot girl like gotta grab my wife and kiss her it's like <laughs> it's just I don't know I honestly didn't even know that until just now I like that that's a good rule it's a good idea yeah because I, I think gave away a secret no it's a good it's a good secret to give away so I appreciate you doing that and um I've I've never noticed it specifically but it makes sense like because especially for girls I don't know I think sometimes when a girl is walking and they're with their guy like if I'm with Frankie and then this like really beautiful girl is like passing the opposite direction there's a part of me that's gonna like look over at Frankie and see if he's like checking her out because I'm like is he looking at her um I think that's maybe natural well that's kind of the point where it's like no my eyes are on you kind of thing and it's not because it's like oh you don't trust me like I'm allowed to look at other people it's not like that psycho but right. it's like no, I'm with you. So I'm going to give you a kiss and give you some love. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing. Yeah. It's being super intentional. I love that. Yeah. Wow. That was good. Love it. 
<sighs> okay. My question. Let's go. How do you handle mental health in the relationship and finding balance with that? I don't know. This could go a lot of ways. Maybe like personal development. Mental health though? Is that personal development? Or I think mental is health is like depression. Oh. I don't know. It could go a couple of different ways. Yeah, um, that's true. Mental health. Yeah, I get probably like if somebody's having a bad day, the other person. Oh yeah. I think the main thing it depend and it depends on the your significant other and going back to personalities and knowing who and why how they communicate that your significant other. So for Janelle, it's letting her speak and not like trying to give her a a slew of advice right away, which I'm guilty of doing. And then for me, it's um, probably the same thing. I just want to feel heard, and then we deal with it that way. So Janelle says this well, but creating space and holding the space for somebody to communicate what's going on, you know, good, bad, ugly, and just like knowing that that person's going to listen and not interrupt or give the two cents right away too quickly. Um, I don't know. That's my thought. Yeah. And like not trying to like immediately fix. I think, I mean, I think we're both guilty of that. Sometimes we're like, I'll share something with you and you'll try to fix or um, you'll share something with me and I'll try to fix. And I think something we're both working on right now is not fixing immediately. It's like, maybe they just want to talk about it. Like maybe they just want to, uh, you know, vent a little bit or be sad for a little bit or whatever. And it's holding the space for them to, to be sad or to have emotions. And for me being on a Neogram 8, um, I hate any type of weakness. So like one of my biggest rules for the longest time was like that I never show tears to anyone. And I really prided myself on that. I was like, I cry in my car. I cry in the shower. I cry I, like anywhere that people will not see me is where I can cry. But no one that I love can see me cry or no one that ever can see me cry. And so in entering the relationship with Frankie, I knew that I needed to up-level my vulnerability and really let him in if I really wanted it to work. And it's still a work in progress. Sometimes I don't want to show him if I'm like upset about something. And, you know, this move to Denver has been tricky for me and there are a lot of breakdowns and um, I do miss, I miss San Diego. I miss home and I miss my, my friends there. I miss my community and I miss the ocean a lot. And so I have breakdowns pretty often right now. So I would say right now, Frankie's kind of carrying the team as far as like supporting my mental health um and then sometimes my mental health breakdowns have to do with like my business and entrepreneurship and then sometimes for Frankie his mental health stuff can be like stress for work so it's just being willing to share it all and not having any filter really um it's being extra vulnerable even though you don't want to like sometimes it's be easier not to share but um it's healthy to share I agree yeah yeah so vulnerability Brene Brown if you haven't heard of her go check her out and Daring Greatly Daring Greatly is a great book um and I'll just share a quick rule that I came up with that I was telling someone recently um I used to pride myself in only allowing myself to show about about 92 percent of myself so I looked more vulnerable than the average person right the average person probably only showed 80 percent of themselves I showed 92 percent myself but that extra eight percent I would never let anyone see. And that's part of where I held on to thinking I was going to die at a young age and not really wanting to share that. And, um, a lot of my like depressive type thoughts. Um, so I, when I would date a guy, it was actually like this powerful thing I would do is I wouldn't tell him some of my darkest thoughts because it was my way of creating walls. So if I ever wanted to walk away, I could easily walk away. 
And while I suppose that kind of worked because none of those people were necessarily my people, although I, I don't know, but um, when I, when I met Frankie, I just, I knew, I knew that if I held that 8% away from him, like I prided myself in doing every time in the past that we wouldn't ever work out because I would constantly be building walls and be proud of the walls that was building. So that way he could never truly touch me and never truly get to my heart. And when I started to let those walls down more and when I would have a thought that I didn't want to share it with him, I'll just, you know, since I'm on a roll, I'm telling one more little story here. We went last winter, December 1st for Frankie's birthday. We went to the mountains and Frankie loves snowboarding. I um, don't necessarily, I don't really like the cold that much in general. And so what happened was we went snowboarding with a big group of people and Frankie was off with his friends. And then I was with my friend Bree and I'm coming down the hill. And I'm not very good. It's like this small little hill and I end up falling a bunch and um, I just land and I start crying and I'm like, crying on the side of this mountain and I'm like Frankie and I are never gonna we're not gonna work because he loves snowboarding and I don't love snowboarding and and like he probably wants this in a woman and since I don't have this to offer we're probably not a good fit for each other so he's probably gonna break up with me this is gonna be a huge issue and um and some of that stuff was stuff from my past that I was bringing into it but ultimately I didn't want to tell him later that night that I had a breakdown on the mountain about that because it felt like a really real fear like if he knew I didn't like snowboarding that much, then maybe he wouldn't want to marry me. And I remember that night we were like cuddling and I kept being like, you should tell him, you should tell him. And I'd be like, no, don't tell him, don't tell him. There's like this little war inside my head about tell him, don't tell him. And then I remind myself, your rule is 100% with Frankie. Like he is your person. You get to share every part of yourself with him because that is how this relationship is gonna work. Not by you pretending that you're so strong that you don't feel anything. So I remember telling him and I was like, crying while I told him I was like I think they're gonna leave me because I don't like snowboarding and he was like well you know I want you to like snowboarding at some point but if you don't I still love you like we'll still figure it out we'll still figure out how weekends will work for me to snowboard and for you to not and we can have our own things and so all that goes to say sharing your heart and being vulnerable even when you really don't want to is really rewarding and you end up getting so much closer with the person than you ever thought you could so that's my two cents no, just a thumbs up from Frankie. Um, 15, do you come from similar families? We don't. Well, how would you describe the differences between our two families? Mine's much louder and Italian than yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Frankie's family is a lot more Italian and louder. Um, my family is probably a little bit more like we're not quiet, but we, we talk a lot, but we like my mom's a therapist and my dad was a pastor. So like, we just have really deep conversations. Um, so, but otherwise I'd say we're, we're similar in a lot of ways. Like our families both have really similar values, right? Yeah. I mean, it, our families are both very, very close and families like number one, number two value for Janelle and I. So that's because of our relationship with our parents and our, you know, brothers, and my sister, you don't have a sister. Mm -hmm. Well, you do now. You have two. Um, but I would say, I don't know. That's pretty much it. Yeah, similar values, even <clears throat> though they look different, but still very like close knit families for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we're both super tight with our families. So, yeah. Okay. Um, we have four more questions and then we outie people if you're still listening. 
Thank you. Really appreciate it. We have yoga to go to in 30 minutes, so we got to really wrap this up. Um, 16, finances, split or together, what are your thoughts? Our finances are coming together now. Um, I have heard keeping them separate because of taking more risks with like uh, investments and things like that. And one could go do bankruptcy or not, but that's just something I heard. That's not something we're practicing. So you might want to look into that. Don't take my word for it. Yeah, I think like we're doing together. I don't know if we're super sold out. Like it's just, that's really personal. You'll have to decide that together. I talked to the client recently who is thinking about getting married to the guy she's with, but she really doesn't want to join finances. And I said, girl, you don't have to. Like no one's forcing you to join finances at marriage. So do what works best for you. Yeah, I think it's a personal preference. I mean, one thing we found about finances is we... I mean, our spending habits are are different, like what we care about, how we save, how we don't save and all that stuff. So getting really clear on uh, what you guys want as a couple and your vision and how that aligns, because now it's like when you're going to spend that money on a latte that didn't affect anybody. Now it's I'm spending money on a coffee or whatever. And that's Janelle's money, too, now and vice versa. So that's kind of what it turns into, but I don't know if you have to keep them together or split them. Like that's totally up to you. Yeah. I would say maybe just having, if you do want to keep them split, maybe still having similar goals. Like we want to pay off our debt or we want to buy a house or, um, you know, we want to have X amount of money in savings. So I think you should still be on the same, no matter what within marriage, you should be on the same page for how you want your money to be spent and used but maybe you don't necessarily have to join bank accounts one thing that um about finances is i don't really like when people are like oh this is my money or this is like i can spend it because i made it um again that's personal preference but for me it's i think it's a that's a mindset being intentional so if you're going to marry somebody like everything should be not necessarily together but you should be thinking about it as a unit and a team it's like well i have personal goals and i and i have this and i have that and you can but like you got to communicate together because your lives are together so of course you're two individuals and you can be very strong individuals very independent individuals but if you're gonna get married those those two individuals you gotta come together because each decision you make is either growing together you guys together or apart and that's the honest truth yeah so that just comes down to communication over communicating over communicating over communicating okay wait is it your turn to read one i feel like i've been reading along how has it been living together after being long distance your whole relationship it's the worst we love it so much fun yeah it's great um having yeah, it's, it's just been awesome having your best friend under the same roof. It's really cool. Um, I don't know. We get a cuddle every awesome. morning, every night. It's so much fun. We have a blast. We dance in the kitchen. We cook meals. Um, I don't think it, it's different 100%. And we travel a lot together before we uh, got engaged or married. So we would still spend like, even though we were doing long distance, we would still be together for often five, seven, 10, I think one time we were together 15 days straight doing stuff. So we knew we could spend a lot of time together. So living together isn't like, there's no surprise. But when he goes on a business trip for like two days, I get pretty sad. And within like 
five hours of him being gone, I'm like, <laughs> I miss him. So that's where we're at right now. We don't plan on our honeymoon stage ever fading. So if any haters are listening, they're like, oh, don't worry. You're newlyweds. That'll change. Um, we're here to prove you wrong. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Next. Okay. What's the number one piece of advice you'd give a dating couple? I think we've talked about it a lot, but um, a dating couple, I think communicate your, it's the same thing, like communicate what you want, your vision and all that stuff. Like I, it depends on how old you are maybe, or what stage of life you are. Meaning like if you're not trying to get married real soon and you're just like dating to kind of date, which is totally cool because that helps you decipher what you like and what you don't like. Um, I would just say be very honest and don't wear a mask for anybody because you're trying to fit into a box because like if that person won't change and you probably won't change either as far as like your personality, of course you can grow and learn and all that stuff. Like that's not what I'm saying, but don't try and be somebody else because that's what you think they'll like, because that's a recipe for disaster because after a certain while, that's going to get old and you guys will, you know, get married and then that whole situation might come out. Um, meaning like you can't f be fake your whole life. So right. just be real. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be fake your whole life. Yeah. I think, uh, the advice I would give is like either you're moving towards marriage or you're not is really my advice. And my, I remember my mentors told me that and I kind of hated that advice, especially when I was dating the guy for six years, I was like, yeah, well, um, actually I like dating. I like being with someone for forever and not really knowing, but in reality, I was like in analysis paralysis. I didn't really want to marry him. I didn't really want to break up. I was afraid of everything and it was the best choice that I made to end up breaking up with him. So I would just say, um, be willing to break up with someone if you're with them and you know that it's not necessarily a person or if you feel fear every time you think about committing your life to them. Yeah, I guess if you're listening to this still, you're obviously interested in having a serious relationship of some sort. So I would say, kind of going back on what I said earlier, be picky with, with who you're with. Yeah, don't be afraid to walk away. Okay, do you want me to answer, do this last one, and then you can close it? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Since it's your show. What's the number <laughs> He's one? He's like panting. ADD has set the, in. You oh, done? Yeah, I'm done, sorry. Thank you. What's the number one piece of advice you'd give a married couple um do you want to do you want to share first is that what you're wanting to do so? um i think just oh man one piece of advice i know after our full nine weeks of marriage we have so much wisdom about marriage i think i think you said it well earlier date your wife or date your husband like don't get mundane be intentional be intentional be intentional that's all it is uh yeah don't get into like too many mundane habits Try new things together, be adventurous. It doesn't have to take money. It doesn't have to be, I know like traveling is the big thing, but traveling might look like a staycation. Traveling might look like going somewhere one hour away to a city you haven't visited in a long time. Um, you don't have to have lots of money or you don't have to have lots of resources or lots of time off. You can create the time for each other and know that your marriage matters. So it's worth putting your phone away. It's worth not working for a little bit. It's worth just doing some simple old fashioned things together, like going outside or coloring or writing books, writing, writing bikes. That's the word I was trying to say. Um, yeah, go have fun. Go do something new that you've never done before. Um, 
and keep switching it up. I think that's a great way to continue to have fun and laughter and talk about new things. So, uh, Frankie, do you have any last pieces of thoughts, vision for anyone listening right now? Nope. Wicka, wicka, we out. Peace. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. Um, reach out if you have any questions. We hope this is helpful. And we look forward to chatting with you soon. Adios.